Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, everybody. Open your hearts. Loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex regrets, so feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's Hello, everyone, and welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I'm Naomi. We're a real-life couple. A real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple different questions from a couple different listeners. We're recording this, well, for me, first thing in the morning, if you hear the sleep in my voice. Naomi, I can't party (laughs) like the big boys anymore. Honey, I know it. I know it. Well, you know, I've been up since 7.45 a.m., and that's sick. Mm-hmm. That's sick for me to be up so early. Mm-hmm. But now I'm in a nice state of awake delirium. Mm. I, uh, you know, last, when I was younger, Naomi. Oof. You know, I could tie one on. <laughs> and by one, you mean uh, Diet Coke? <laughs> yeah, tr- <laughs> truly. If I do have a Diet Coke past like 6 p.m., it really does. Uh, the next day is real hell. <laughs> it's real and la- hell. Last night, I, I played an hour of Metroid Dread. <laughs> Wow. From midnight to 1 a.m. <gasps> and that uh, that has done it for me today. <laughs> Moonlighting Metroid? That's what really got you worn out? I've, well, not that I've really ever drank a lot in my life, but um, I have had, I have, uh, I've been drunk a handful of times. <laughs> Never had a hangover. 
Never okay. had a hangover. Okay. Yet. We love that. Yet playing an hour of Metroid Dread <laughs> in the wee hours of the night. That's what does me in now. That's oh, adulthood. Gosh. That's <laughs> listeners, if you are if you are younger, this is what you have to look forward to. You'll is, only be able to do an hour of Metroid before just being well, not just that, out. Not just that. It's it's that it, the next day. Because I tell you, Naomi, the Dread and Metroid Dread. Well, woo. I was going to say, it's called Dread. It really lets you know what you're going to be getting. Yeah. Hey, they're not joking. They're not. They figured out how to inject that emotion into your body. Can we just talk about how I, when I saw you playing Metroid, you were playing the character of Samus, mm-hmm. a.k.a. the rapper who created the couples therapy theme song. That's where she got her name. I love it. And I also love that you choose to play strong black women in video games. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what <laughs> Samus's ethnicity is in the uh, in the game. But oh, I thought her character was a strong black woman in the game. I don't know, but uh, oh, definitely okay. when I was playing Immortals: Phoenix Rising, she was a black woman. I loved it. I said, "Win it, get it, sister girl." <laughs> well, look, Naomi, as a writer, I have to know how to write many <laughs> different characters. So, how you learn that is by playing their avatars in video games uh, uh, that's hysterical written, and i hope the dialogue is reflected in your work their avatars written by white men most likely <laughs> um yeah you're so. like yes all black women are searching for satchels of magical bees <laughs> that's what i know about the black experience yes look if there's one thing i know about black women is that they love the uh armor <laughs> that stops cyclopses from throwing rocks at them Thank you for using the word cyclopses. Multiple cyclops. <laughs> cyclops. <laughs> Cyclope. Cyclops. Cyclopi. It's been a long time since I had to plural. First of all, I, yes. Also, I, don't, I think cyclops is Greek, right? So it's, I, yeah. I never even. I've only had Latin. I know. I feel like you know the very nature of a creature with one eye. You only assume that there's one of them. Mm. You know what I mean? No one's ever talking about a group of one-eyed creatures. Now we're Cyclopidae. getting way. <laughs> we're okay. getting way off topic. We are. We are. We're off the rails. You, but you seem I love for it. for someone who had to wake up very early. You seem spry. You know mentally what? spry. You want to know why? Because I know French toast is coming, and so I know I have something to look forward to. And I could keep it together. Also, I'm just very mentally spry in general. Mm, mm. Like, don't worry. I'm not going to get dementia. You know what I have to look forward to, Naomi? This episode. Um, but before we let you know who the guest is, if you have not looked at the metadata <laughs> on the MP3, you know what we love on the show, Naomi? What? We love follow-ups and comments. Absolutely. So, you know, we give out advice. We have listeners call in or send in messages and we love to dole out advice from our uh, limited perspective. <laughs> let's our say. perspective of, of avatars uh, playing video games. Mm. And But then sometimes, you know, these listeners, they come through and they say, you know what? I got some advice about your advice. Right. Yes. Sometimes, you know what we love? If, if you've called in, we've given you advice. We'd love follow-ups. Let us know if you took the advice, what's happened. We're following your sagas intently. And sometimes listeners have their own takes that we never thought of. So last week on Megan Gailey's episode, mm-hmm. Naomi, uh, one of the questions that we answered was uh, from a woman. She was basically like a kept woman. Yep. Her boyfriend was very manipulative. He bought a house. They bought a house together together-ish. and then he dumped her and then she had to move out and she didn't have a place to live or a job because he had made her a kept woman. Yes. Yes. And, and now he lost his phone. And then he said uh, on Facebook or something, he's like, Hey, send me your phone number or whatever. Right, and she right, wanted right. to know, should I send 
should I give him my phone number again? Right. right. So, um, a, a caller had a, a take on this that we had never thought of. So let's listen to that. Hi, Andy and Naomi. Um, this is Lainey, and I wanted to call in response to um, your caller who was saying that her life is a disaster. Sorry about my voice. I'm getting over the cocoa, and it's um, it's a it's a scene. Anyway, I call BS on this boyfriend saying he lost his phone. This man, from all the descriptions, is a narcissist, um, possibly a sociopath. Um, I have experience with these, sadly more than one experience. And this man is banking. Like, the boyfriend is absolutely put money down that um, the caller is following his Instagram so he posted that he lost his phone so that she would be in this conundrum and, like, further question herself and her sanity and do I want to get back with him just to leave her, just to continue to exert power over her. This is classic power and control, um, like, 101. And so, no, she should not send him her phone number. They were together for two years. He absolutely has her phone number. He absolutely has it somewhere. I mean, they he bought a house, Griffin, shush. They bought a house together. I mean, he bought it. But regardless, I'm just here to say that I call total BS. And um, he's doing, it's working exactly as intended. It's working exactly as intended. Um, Naomi, the special is fabulous. You are fire. And um, I'm just so happy for you. Okay? All right. Absolutely. Absolutely. He knows. He knows. He knows if she's following him. He knows who's following him. And he is like mm -hmm. just baiting her. I believe it. I would not be surprised. He's a narcissistic Santa. A narcissistic sociopath, a narcopath, a narco Santa, narcos colon Santa, the TV show. And I think that was a very hot take. I think Socio clause. Socio clause. Yep. We got there. <laughs> Socio Claus. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's the one. You know, you're waking up. And mm -hmm. it took you just a second. And I'm proud of you. And I love when a listener, though, comes in like real hot. And also Griffin the dog did agree as well. <laughs> Griffin the dog was like, absolutely. He's trash. Bark, bark, bark. Mabel did perk up. And I was like, what? You let another one in here? I know. <laughs> oh, so thank you so much, Lainey, for coming through and giving us your take mm -hmm. on the mess. Mm -hmm. And if any of you have takes on the mess that we don't touch on, always drop us a line. We yeah. can't listen to all of it, honey, but sometimes well, we get there. I do listen to all of them. We can't play them all, well, unfortunately. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. Um, but you know what's not unfortunate, Naomi? Today's guest. Who is it? Well, come on now. A dear, dear friend. You've already heard her dulcet tones. Today, we are answering your relationship questions with Sashir Zameda, honey. Mm -hmm. Yes, you know her from SNL. Maybe you've seen her on the show Woke on Hulu. The new season of that is dropping soon. You can see her now on Home Economics on ABC. Yes, booked, busy, blessed. And we had a very fun time chatting with Sashir in her beautiful chair she sat in. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's time for you guys to hear the beauty, the magic, and the friendship. Without any further ado, roll it. So, Sheer, we've invited you here for... We have so many advice questions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We want to do a full advice episode. I yes, an extravaganza. And now... But first, 
Of course, we're going to talk about The Witcher Season 2. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a minute, though. Before, okay, listeners, Sashir has shaved her head. We uh-huh. are coming to her hours after a freshly shaved head. It's looking <laughs> stunning, so don't worry. Now, let's talk about, you said you always kind of feel like doing it. You've had your hair short in the past, but never shaved? No, I have. I shaved my head completely when I was 19. Okay. Because... That's when I made the big chop. That's when I went natural. I had permed straight hair forever. And then in college, I was like, I don't need to do this anymore. Absolutely. I don't know how to find someone to help me do this anymore. (laughs) So maybe it'd be easier to just cut it all off. And so I did. My my mom actually did. She, She shaved it and was like, oh. Like begrudgingly, she was like, "All the work, all the years I put in this hair. Now you want to just cut it off?" And and so that was the first time I did it. And then I grew it out into an afro. And then I've had variations of like my shaves, yeah, like the sides of my head shaved, or like like lately it's been like the sides and the whole back have been shaved, and just the top was there. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, recently I've been like, I just want to get it all off my head. And, yeah, I made a wig for work, so I don't have to have hair no more. We love and, that. Uh, and then I shaved it last night. Beautiful. Do you feel emotionally different? Hmm. It does feel, like, a little freeing. And I feel like there were so many days where I was like, I don't know what to do with my hair today. Or, like, I don't feel like doing anything. And so I feel like that did adjust my energy because I didn't feel, like, like right. fully, like, in it, in my body, feeling free and, like, looking good. And yeah. it's only been a day, actually not even a whole day. This is the this is the debut of it in daylight. <laughs> <laughs> the daylight debut. Yes, this is the daylight debut. Um, and I'm loving it. I like it so much. It looks so yeah, good. It looks great. It's so Thank good. You. And you'd like have a good. Just, the first thing I said when I saw it, I said you have the perfect shaped head. Because <laughs> I do think you got to have a certain head shape to really make it a style. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To make it feel like to make it look like it was a choice as opposed to something that happened to you. You know what I mean? Right. Too many men are forced into it. Exactly. I have an indent on the back of my head that I forgot about until I was shaving. And I was like, oh, how do I do 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 this? (laughs) It's just a little groove that I have to, like, figure out how to maneuver the clippers. But we got there. Did you do it yourself? Like, even, like, getting the back, too? I did, yeah. Wow. Okay. I've been doing the sides and back for years. And so I was like, it can't be that hard. And I watched, like, two YouTube videos. (laughs) Videos, <laughs> and I was like, "Where was I got Kenny? It. He's he's out here. He's out town." So, so she had to do it. She had I to do, do it. it. My damn self. We lo- we also love a dramatic reveal. You know, so when <laughs> to not be home, and then when they come back, you're like, "This is me. Get on board." <laughs> <laughs> While you were gone, I changed. <laughs> um. So Sashir, you know, on your pod, on the pod, best friends, you do it in the cold. Like you do answer advice. So you're used yes. to helping people in need. Isn't that correct? Yes, exactly. To the, to the best of my abilities. I'm not a pro <laughs> in anything, but I have lots of opinions. That's what we say. Exactly. We say we are not experts or mm-hmm. anything even approaching an expert. Do you think, now here's a question. Do you think, uh, I- I'm curious, do you think Nicole ever influences the way that you give advice? Ooh, yeah, like, <laughs> I would say so. Because sometimes she says stuff that I have never thought of before. And then I'm like, oh, maybe I need to change my perspective on this. Or she'll say something that I'm like, um, I I vehemently disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me jump in with my opinion before we go too far in this direction. 
Um, yeah, I feel like it's a good, we have a good balance. Would you say Nicole is more blunt than you are? Because I do think of you as a little more, not measured, I guess measured, yeah, measured in your responses and your approach, you know, as we've Marco Poloed, you know, over this yeah. pandemic. And we're yeah. just like talking. I'm like, I still think of you as like, you know, it's not like, I used to, I used to think you were withholding. And now I think you're just measured. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so Shira's looking very confused right now, but it is, I'm just saying, that's a bad, you know. Yeah. Judicious. You're saying, Ju- yeah. you're saying that Sashira's judicious, and I agree. Yeah, judicious. Like, you know, she's, ta- she's thoughtful. She's taking her time. She is saying what she means to say. Yeah. And she ain't trying to do nothing else, okay? This is not editorializing. This is not drama. She's like, these are the thoughts. Yeah. Sometimes I can be blunt, but I do think most of the time I try to think before I, <laughs> <laughs> before I say stuff. Quit bragging. Quit bragging thinking before you speak. I know not everyone does this, but... <laughs> honestly, I, honestly, I mean, I think... In 2021, <laughs> very few people do that. I know. Yeah. I, I realize, like, I will tend to, like, say something wild just because I want to hear how it sounds out loud, and then I, like, will... Retro- it kind of forces me to justify it, but then it'll be like, what did you say? There was no need for that. But that's how I am. I just say something crazy and then be like, well, how do I make this makes sense that's very that's, funny <laughs> it's like an exercise that's a t-shirt i i just listened to a live show that we did back in may and we suggested you make a t-shirt that says i just be saying stuff that's true <laughs> that's true because that does come up in our relationship because i'll say something and he's like what do you mean and i'll be like i just be saying stuff I'm like i don't mean nothing <laughs> so i'm just saying it just saying it why not? Just putting it out there. <laughs> now, we get questions Ooh. from all over the globe uh, uh-huh. by a number of different means. Uh, mm. Twitter DM, mm-hmm. Instagram DM, mm-hmm. Gmail, and of course, our favorite voicemail. Yeah. What's so. that number you say? 323-524-7839. Call me. Love Let it. us know where you at emotionally. And in fact, call with updates. We love hearing updates after we've given advice. Have you taken the advice? (laughs) Did it help? Did we ruin you? (laughs) So far, I don't think we've ruined anyone. I'll say that. Yeah, that's true. No one said that we ruined them. I'll say that. All right. This first one uh, I thought would be very appropriate for all of us. Here we go. Hello, uh, Naomi and the illustrious guest. Um, So I am a um, black queen doing my thing here in Los Angeles. Um, and I realized that I haven't dated a white person since like 2014. <laughs> and I am currently, I'm back in the game over here and I'm talking to somebody and I'm like, oh my God, he's like, I don't, I feel like I need to find out if he's uh, racist. I feel like I need to find out if he's a fetishist. I'm also like um, a BBW goddess. And so it's like, I really am triggered by people fetishizing me for my body and then also for my blackness. And before this like goes any further, I feel like I need to like, uh, you know, like figure out what side of history he's on. Do you have any advice on like how to vet um, a white, um, <laughs> like we talk, we're talking like every day, like writing, but I'm for real, like, oh my God, I, I really didn't think that I would be this, um, scared to meet up in person with a white person. <laughs> 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 
Oh, okay. that's so okay. funny. I really understand what she's saying. Yeah. <laughs> Scared to meet up with a white? I understand. After January 6th? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love her self-identifying labels, though. I know. Black queen. I know. <laughs> and a BBW goddess. I said, yes. okay. I said, okay, yes. So we are t- talking to someone who knows their value. And yeah, that's definitely. beautiful. Definitely. Can I suggest... Uh, uh, you guys and Nicole maybe all get together to write a book called How to Vet a White. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. I can see that in Urban Outfitters yeah. and local libraries. Um, yeah. yeah. Now, so Sheer, you and I, we've been out in these streets. Okay, mm-hmm. we've been young. We've been mm-hmm. young. We've mm-hmm. been out here dating. Yeah. You know, it's funny because she's like, well, how do I do this? Like, it's, it's interesting because to me, I... Now that it, when she said at the end we've been writing, that does make it a little trickier. Because at first I was like, you would know by now if you're talking every day. But if it's just writing and mm. that person can really kind of shape the way they present themselves, yeah, it is hard to know. But I almost feel like you got to see them in person to know. I think so. I think you need to be face to face having a conversation because then you can gauge their opinions on different things or or. Can y'all go to a movie or like watch or I don't know if she's like scared. Of don't be in the dark with a white. So sure. Well, I was going to say. Don't maybe be watch in the like, dark with a white. <laughs> watch Get Out. Watch. <laughs> let, watch. let him choose the movie and then see like if he chooses like if he chooses Birth of a Nation, be like, no, I'm done. No he way. He chooses Birth of a Nation. But That's also do you up. see what, a movie like that on purpose? Mm. Then you can talk after oh. and get I their see. opinions. I on see what you're saying. What's happening? <laughs> like, what did you think about <laughs> Amistad? <laughs> <laughs> so, I have you a VHS to- copy of Glory. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's talk. The choices are Amistad, Glory, or Django Unchained. Which yes. one do you want to watch? <laughs> What a very confusing choice, by the way. I know. It's like, oh, gosh, I don't know. Um, Yeah, I think you got to. And look, meeting up with somebody online that you've met online is always like nerve wracking and scary. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's just part of it. So I think, you know, the the same rules apply. Coffee, you know, like a one hour. See you in person. Because it is true. I think because of. Again, as you said, you're like, I haven't dated someone white since 2014. And it's like, things have changed since 2014, honey. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, but I think it takes seeing that person in person because you're going to know if he's fetishizing you by like the way he looks at you. You know, if he's like overly complimentary in a weird way. If he is, you (laughs) know. Like he's a white hotep or something. (laughs) Maybe white hotepery, but also just like, if he's too, like, you know, if he says something like, like you're like, oh, you look so nice, right? Or something like that. That's a compliment. Fine. You've just met someone you want to warm them up. But if you're like, God, you are gorgeous. My God, your skin. It's like, okay, oh, stop. Ew. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. now okay. we know like it's a bit over. dress is fitting on your curves. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so if he sounds like Craven the Hunter or, <laughs> yeah. or a psycho. So, okay, well, that was the thing I was going to ask both of you. It's like, there's a difference between you dating a QAnon shaman, like showing up at Alcove, and there's the guy, there's the QAnon shaman there, and someone who's just like a white moderate kind of fetishist type person right are there things that you 
both look for to like discern whether this person is just kind of like a white moderate fetishist <laughs> type. <laughs> well, I think if their main communication style with you is sexual, I think mm. that's a dead giveaway that they are probably only interested for your exterior yeah. stereotype, mm. like because you're black or because you're big and beautiful. And, um, and also, like, even if that, even if they that they aren't fetishizing you, it kind of sucks having anyone just just talk to you sexually. Like, mm-hmm. unless that's what you're looking for. But if you're looking to date, and they're not trying to ask any deep questions or ask about you personally as a person or as a human being, then I think you kind of got your answer. Definitely. And then also, I feel like it's interesting because it took me a second to sort of parse this out uh, as I as I came of age because I grew up. I went to predominantly white schools. Nobody was checking for me in terms of being attractive. So like at first when a guy was interested in me and was really complimentary like that, like I was just glad, you know what I mean? Like I didn't realize there was a line that was necessarily being crossed and it wasn't with every person, but I was really feeling like at first it was like, he likes me. He thinks I'm pretty. And like no Mm -hmm. one did before. And then you kind of realize maybe after it's like, Oh, as you said, not just sexually, but it's like you are so obsessed with how I look. You yeah. comp, you know, and and again, yes, my black skin is beautiful. Let's not pretend it's not. But like, does that have to be the first thing you say out the gate? Or if he, mm-hmm. or if he says too, is like, have you ever dated a white guy? You know, mm-hmm. and you're just like, okay, why don't you relax, honey? You're not colonizing yeah. shit, okay? Oh. So it's it's like that to me is the kind of stuff. But I think I didn't know that at first. Like at, fr- at first, I was literally like, you like me, yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I felt the same way, where I was like, just happy to be there. <laughs> <laughs> you grew up in Indiana. I, mostly, I yeah. Mostly From Indiana. Like, Pence country? Yeah. Pence country, yes. It took me a second. I was like, what? A Pence country, yes. But then, you went to college East Coast? In Virginia. Virginia, okay. It is the East Coast, but it's very yeah, southern. Yeah. It's in the South. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so like... Did you have did you have boyfriends like did you date in high school or was it really college when you started to put yourself out there? I honestly didn't start dating till after college. Oh. So not even oh. hooking up? Not even hooking up. Wow. I was what? a little little Christian virgin. Oh, okay. It was like because you were like I'm Christian? Like was it a religious Yeah, I mean, to start? yeah. I think it was like I have the fear of God and then mm-hmm. and then college I didn't really care about that so much, but it just it just never happened. I just didn't hmm. really focus on it. I was like, I got to focus on these studies for some I got to do improv. I got to do improv in <laughs> theater. <laughs> Which is like a breeding ground for hooking up. Yeah. So think something would happen, but no. Nothing, nothing. Yeah, it wasn't until after college and when I moved to New York, that's when I started okay. huh. putting myself out there. Yeah, don't you theater people do like massage circles or something? I just remember, <laughs> I remember someone saying on an, uh, like maybe Lauren uh, Lapkus on an earlier episode yeah. talking about like theater people doing massage circles. Yeah, we would do massage circles. It's so yeah. weird. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even shake the hand of my friends. <laughs> so weird. Oh gosh, um, but I I feel like it's in a way. What's really good about dating once you're kind of a, you're an adult and you know yourself better is you are a little better able to sort out when someone's trash or when they're they're, they're a treasure or do you just or are, by that time are you you're just learning like the things you should have learned when you were younger 
That's you're, actually you're, how I feel. You're now I, learning I, when you're 24. I wish, because all the mistakes I would have made as a teenager, I made as a, an adult. I wish uh-huh. I had that precursor time where I was in an insulated bubble at college or, you know, mm-hmm. in, a, a teenager in my mom's house, as opposed to just loose in the wild in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> loose on the L train. In the wild. <laughs> I know what you mean. I do, because I remember f- that feeling. And I mean, you moved to New York, obviously, and we're dating, too. When I, I'm from New York, but when I moved back there as an adult, I remember feeling like, this is not the same as college dating. This is not the same as, like, college hooking up. I'm in New York, honey. This is a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. People might be out here with these STIs. Right, right, they might right. be out here with second families. You have to, like, <laughs> like you don't want to have the same, you know. In college, people were vetted to some degree, right? You're like, we all yeah. live in the same place. Yeah. We all do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And if you shady, somebody don't tell me within six weeks because of the gossip mill. Exactly. And there's like on campus security, something gets wild. Like there's like a safety net there. Mm-hmm. But out in the real world, it's just you and <laughs> your friends. <laughs> and you just hope you're okay. And a private investigator. Hey, how about this? Okay. Uh, advice. Uh, hire a private investigator. Okay, we love that. To vet the whites. <laughs> yes. Yes. To vet the whites. Yes. yes. So basically, when you start to talk to someone who seems cool, ask them for their social security number mm-hmm. or their vehicle, their VIN, their VIN, VIN. number. Right. Send that to aliases. A what aliases do they go by? <laughs> Send it to a PI, and they're going to be able to let you know where they're at. Mm-hmm. Also, wait a minute. Have you also checked this guy on social media? I don't really Ooh. like to do a lot of... I don't advocate pre-social media stalking. I'm like, just get Mm. to know the person or meet them. But that will also let you know where they're at on this. You know what I mean? If they're very Mm -hmm. like posting BLM every other. um, It's all black squares. It's all black squares. (laughs) That maybe that maybe like be like, uh, I don't think so. Exactly. (laughs) See where they're at. See if they're like, you know, if they're giving you that, like I'm white, but I think I'm down energy. Mm-hmm. in photographs that'll tell you that'll tell you i think yeah if they keep quoting robin d'angelo maybe like step away <laughs> every day i grapple with my whiteness like, and oh. i think you should too and it's just like oh, a picture no. of them in a mirror you know <laughs> then you'll know yeah. yeah yeah but but like uh oh always well, at least for the first bunch of dates public right we're all set, also like, not even bunch of dates i say two yeah like you give somebody two to kind of suss them out Mm-hmm. no more than two Okay, here's a question for you both though, before we go to the next one though. How, like, do you have a way to figure out, like, if the person, so the person can figure out, like, because they've been communicating by text right now, right? The person can kind of craft their response, right? right? But uh, what I find, like, psychopaths can craft their response in real time, mm-hmm. right? So how do you know if this person, have you figured out a way to, like, if what if this person is a white psychopath? <laughs> I don't mean psychopath like murder, but I just mean, like, you know. Like sociopath type. Have well, you guys figured you out a way? Exactly. You can't. You just wouldn't know. <laughs> you would tricked. <laughs> <laughs> and not, not like, you know, because they're white or they, they're, you know, psychopaths come in all sure. colors. <laughs> and color, shape, sizes. That's the second yeah. book in the series. Okay. So first is had a bit of white. And the next one is psychopaths <laughs> come in all shapes and sizes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You just wouldn't know, unfortunately. It yeah. Just. Yeah, you, and just you until you're like, oh no, I've been gaslit this whole time. Uh, <laughs> exactly. It's okay. like, and my bank accounts are drained. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the only way you know. All right, all but, right. I didn't know. 
you know. <laughs> no, Andy, we're not having secret meetings where we put out, you know, all the ways to tell if a white is going to put you in danger. <laughs> I, I didn't, th- I didn't I say wish. that. Can we get a pamphlet? Like there used yeah. to be the green book telling you where you could travel as a black person. We need a book <laughs> for which whites are crazy and where you need to avoid. These are shops to avoid, yeah. neighborhoods to avoid. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, is it? A book agent listening to this episode. We are just we have so many ideas thrown out, <laughs> idea after idea. All right, here's a new one, and I thought this had been passed, but sadly, this advice question is still relevant. Hello, Andy and Naomi. Will here, first time, long time. I have a question about a friend. Now, I hope this isn't too long. So I've been friends with this guy for six years. Let's call him James. He's been into conspiracy theories, but is generally a pretty level-headed dude. We even did a podcast together as a subconscious excuse to have a permanent hangout time once a week. In the last year or so, that conspiracy, th- theory, uh, conspiracy theory side of him has increased due to COVID. In short, I have the vaccine. He does not. Now, here's where we get into the thorny territory. The big reason he doesn't want to get the vaccine is because he knows of the government's history of experimenting on black people. He's black, I'm white. At first, I sympathized and understood this reasoning because I wanted to be a good white ally. Then Delta rose and several people I know who didn't get the vaccine suddenly died of COVID. Mm. James and I have hung out in the past few months, but now I'm getting worried about hanging out with him. He says he's taking all the other precautions. He just doesn't want to get the vaccine. He's very passionate that he's right about this stance. What should I do, guys? I'm usually the one that plans our hangouts, but there's a part of me that says I should distance myself for a while. That said, I'm worried that he could get the virus and I want him to be safe. Finally, he's a great guy despite this one thing, and I don't want to worry about it when I hang out with him. Love the show. Thanks. Okay, I think Will did what you suggested, which is he wrote it out before. Uh huh. He like wrote this out and read it because it was so measured. He oh. was giving us turns. He was yes. level headed. He said, yes. "This is my situation," and I think that was perfect. And it was under ninety seconds. So think about that. Mm-hmm. You're saying this to the listeners. To the list. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Think about it, listeners. Look at me as if I'm the one who. I'm like, oh, you have guidelines and- for your calls. Well, you get cut off at like two fifty nine. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. so you got to really focus up. Yeah, we get a lot of calls that are like, okay, uh, I got cut off. I have to, this is a new message now. <laughs> so I'm like, you got to focus. So I'll be honest. I only listened to the first 20 seconds, so I didn't realize uh, the the extent of this. I just heard conspiracy theory, and I'm like, all right, this will be interesting. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Wow. Fun fact. Fun fact. I currently have COVID. What? What? <laughs> yes. Are you okay? Yeah. So she, yeah. you're vaxxed. I know. I'm double vaxxed and boosted. Oh, oh no. no. You got this Omicron. Marion does not care. It does not. Marion does not care about your life. Mm-mm. No. Um, when did you find out? Like, how many days has it been since you found out? Five. Okay. So you're halfway through your isolation. Yes. Okay. It, now, is, is this why you shaved your head? <laughs> you... oh, yeah, I'm bored as hell. I have so much time. <laughs> Just been by myself. <laughs> I've been cleaning. I've been organizing. I was like, I don't know. I guess I could shave my head right now. What, what else is happening? But are you like physically like okay, or is it really? I am. No, I really am. It felt like a cold for uh-huh. a day, like a day and a half, and now I have like a teeny cough that uh-huh. happens occasionally, but I feel fine. I really thought it was a cold. I was confident that it was a cold, and uh-huh. then got tested for work. 
and it came back negative, and then tested the next day, and it came back positive. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. See, that's but that's the thing. You have the vaccine twice and the booster, mm-hmm. and so yeah. that's for everyone listening. This is not, it's not just a mild cold. It is because oh, right, right, Sashir right. is vaccinated and boosted that it is that that, that, that it is mild and yeah, then it's just a cough and she yeah. could be out here organizing and cleaning <laughs> instead of just like yeah. laying in bed praying. Yeah. That well, she where's my respirator? I ordered a respirator on Uber Eats. <laughs> Where is it? Honestly, do you think that ABC could get you a respirator? Like if you had gotten really sick, would you be like, ABC, Ooh. I'm going to need you to bring me the top of the line medical care. Probably. I feel they've been very like they've been like sending concierges to get me tested and whatnot. So I feel like okay. I would hope. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm still an employee there. Um, yeah. Texting Craig. Where's my? That's the CEO, right? Craig is not his name. I don't know. I just think it's Craig. <laughs> I think the CEO of ABC is named Craig. <laughs> I remember right. when we were shooting Mythic Quest like that season two, where I was like, Rob, will you get me a respirator? Do you have ventilator access? I was like, I do it, but if I get sick, I want to get what you get. Top of the line. Top of the line. Um, but that was also, you know, in a pre-vax world. But um yeah. now, first of all, I'm so glad you're okay. Thank goodness, thank goodness. You are able to weather this COVID storm, Sashir. But now, is there anyone in your life, close or not close, who's not vaxxed? Yes. And do you do you try to get them on board with the vax or you just like leave it? I have tried. And I've talked to people, I've talked to friends who are black, who have the same kind of like, we've been tricked before mm-hmm. mentality. Um, and I don't know what blogs they're reading, yeah. but you know, they have their reasons. We're genuinely afraid of getting the vaccine. And, you know, I've done all my, like, I think it's irresponsible. I think it's, it'd be best for your health, for everyone else's health, et cetera. But people are going to think the way they think. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think after a while, it's kind of like, well, I'd also just like to be with my friend. So hmm. for there's like two friends that I can think of in particular who I was like, I just kind of said what I had to say. Mm-hmm. It's up to them. And then I stopped harping on it. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. And so, but like if they were in my life every day, I think mm-hmm. I would probably have run it more. Uh huh. Um, but I was like, I don't know, you're you're adults. But now <laughs> I'm like, well, you can still get it <laughs> even if you're vaccinated. But it, I've also heard people who are only double vaxxed or only have one vaccine or none at all, and they're having a worse time with right. yeah. with the virus. Right. So it's like. You know, I guess the goal is to not die or to not have yes. la- lasting effects for the rest of your life where you can't breathe yeah. properly. Yeah. Um, or spreading it. Right. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I guess for this person who, who called in, like, uh, you know, ha- where is this person in your life? Is it this is a person that you need to see? Well, it sounds like he's saying he's like, I kind of need to decide, do I want to see this person or not? Right. He's like, I'm the one who schedules our hangs. Mm -hmm. So should I, should I not drop him? (laughs) I say drop him. I knew you would drop the drip. I don't, I don't say, but here's okay. So when we were doing the, when we were doing the, um, when I was in New York for the, what do you call it? For the Netflix taping, 
my some of my family came and my cousin has this like guy friend they've been like off and on for years and he lives in new york so she comes to see me and then he was there he came and like stayed at the house and he was not vaccinated and i literally like literally at one point he, he like, comes close to me i go stay over there I made him stay down. Like across I the refused. Hall. When I found out that he was not vaccinated, I shut myself in our room. <laughs> and anytime I left, I put on a mask because I'm like, I am not get. I'm not getting this. I'm not. I right. refuse. The uh, ev- look. Everyone has. F- every level of government has failed us in dealing with this <laughs> pandemic. All right. Yes. This is not. This is the thing that I that I have learned over the last two years. Shame doesn't. If if someone doesn't want to get vaccinated. For whatever reason, whether they're ignorant or whether they are conspiracy theorists or whether historically the government has, uh, let's say, medically not been the kindest to <laughs> to them, um, uh, whatever the the reason is, I forget what I was going to say. I was no, just going through so every bad. possibility. I uh, oh, it's they shame doesn't work. Shame doesn't work. You can't like shame someone into getting the vaccine. Yeah. You can't shame someone into doing something that you think they should do. You can only try to convince them logically. That's the best you can do. And after that, if they refuse, if you can't get, if you can't rationally get them to do something, then get them at it. Like what? Like is there something else? Like if someone like if you kept driving somewhere and and someone refused to wear a seatbelt, I would stop driving them i would be like i'm not taking you anymore because you're a risk i see you're you're a risk well see my thing would be this i get that because what i would say my response to this person again and when this guy like at one point we were all leaving um like we were all having dinner we were eating outside and then i was saying bye to my cousin my cousin and then this guy and i go bye and then my cousin she goes you'll get a hug when you get the vaccine and i was like ain't that that's it you'll get a hug from me when you get the vaccine Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you can't be in the world, but you can't be in my space. So mm-hmm. whether that's you and I having Zoom hangs <laughs> or yeah. FaceTime or, you know, outside only six feet apart, that's the only way we can engage. Because to yeah. me, it's like I totally get people having their reasons. I don't have to agree with their reasons, but I understand that people have them. But my thing is like, if you don't want to do something that protects yourself and other people, then you don't need to be around other people. Yeah, I'd hope that the, the a, people who are not getting vaxxed understand that um, you can make that choice, but also you, there are other choices that have to be made around you. Like, yeah. if you are genuinely afraid of getting the vaccine, okay, but there are also people who are genuinely afraid of getting COVID. COVID. Yep. And getting it from you. So that yeah. means they will not be hanging out with you anymore. And it's not unfair. It's just like, you made a choice. So did your friend. Well, exactly. that's the thing. That's exactly. the thing that they want, though, where they want to make their own choice and then have no repercussions. It's like yeah. it's like comics who say like shitty things on stage and then get um, like criticized for it. They want to be able to say the shitty things. Well, I mean, obviously, from their point of view, it's not shitty. But like, they want to say whatever they want to say, and then have absolutely no repercussions. It's like, no, you you can't. You're a child, all right. You you <laughs> you can't live in a world with other human beings. If, if look look, if you don't want to get the vaccine and you don't want repercussions, go find a plot of land where you can live on your own, right? And there'll be absolutely no repercussions. Have 
whatever delivery service sent you your groceries <laughs> and there's no repercussions. Go live on your own Unabomber style. All right. Mm-hmm. If you don't want there to be repercussions for your choices, if you want to live in your own little libertarian Galt's Gulch society. But sometimes there are you do things for the good of the public. All right. Sometimes you just ha- that's what it well, is look, to live I, in a society. It's, so, I, look, especially as a black person in America, I fully understand when someone says the good, like public good. And you're like, well, what the public done for me? That was good. So I think right. even that public good argument can be very easily de- debunked. And I think the thing is with the caller, right? Our caller is vaxxed and their friend is not vaxxed. What should you do? And you're feeling like you're feeling that you want your friend to be vaccinated Although they do have, you know, the history of racism in the U.S. to fall back to, you know, support their feeling, um, your whiteness kind of isn't really at play here. You know what I mean? Because he's being like, I'm white and he's black. Is Am I being wrong to want him to be vaxxed? And I'm like, no, I don't think you are. Mm-mm. But like, we're, I think what we're all saying, too, is like, you can't tell anybody what to do. So all you do is if you don't want to get to Coco, then... You keep him at a distance, literally <laughs> and figuratively. Like, yeah. and just I think that's just hangs. it. If you really, if you really want to be friends with him, just do Zoom. Yes, yeah. Hangs. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, times like yeah, Marco Polo. Exactly, exactly. I'm like, you could still be friends, but just and just being like, you know, um, I I really don't want anything to happen to you because the other thing the list, the caller said too was, you know. Since this has happened, you know, I've had people I know die from COVID. Yeah. So that's also, you know, another thing, you know, if you're if you're talking to James, he says the name he gave him, you know, Will, it's like, I don't want anything to happen to you, dude. You know, I would really hate to see you get sick or have diminished lung capacity for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. But you've, I've already said that to you. So go forth. It's, I'll FaceTime you later. I'm sorry. I think that's it. I I'm think sorry. that's the, it. The anti-vax people just don't make sense to me because of the like, they, every other, they do every other medical thing. Why is this the one, why is this the, the, the line in the sand they've drawn? Like, they, it, look, I'll say this. If you live a consistent lifestyle and you don't see a doctor, you don't see a modern doctor for any reason, I'll be like, all right, I don't agree with you, but at least you live a consistent lifestyle. <laughs> you right? live a consistent life. That's <laughs> Yes. That's the thing. If you if you live a consistent lifestyle, I can't argue with you because I'm like, okay, sure. You live in a log cabin. You don't have a cell phone because no. you don't believe in science, <laughs> Andy, obviously. You know it's easier said than done because I do think there are plenty of people who are like, I don't fuck with doctors. Right. Oh, I'll take my herbs and spices. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't get a flu shot as an adult to like this year. Like, yeah. I was like, I don't. I just I just didn't think about it mm-hmm. and didn't I was just like I don't need one but didn't realize I didn't need one because everyone else was getting one. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't uh-huh. have like a you didn't have any kind of like philosophical no uh, like, problem with it. You were it. just yeah. yeah. I mean that's different. That's like if so, look if someone is also absent minded about it then I'm like all right I guess. And so I mean it's weird to be absent minded uh, considering. But like, I didn't get a flu shot until maybe for the first time, maybe three or four years ago. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's but like, like it was absent minded. Like, I was like, well, I guess I'm getting old. Maybe I should start getting a jab. Maybe I should start <laughs> taking care of myself. I really, like, I was like, well, it could be time. <laughs> that's what I thought. Cause I was like, well, I've had a flu before. I'm young. Like, I would always mm-hmm. see the signs for flu shots, but I really thought it was for people 65 and older. 
Yeah. And then I started to feel emotionally 65. <laughs> and I said, it's time. It's time. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I can't believe I took such a harsh stance. I mean, I know you were making your hands into fists and you were shaking them a little bit. You were so bad. I was you're boxing the air. <laughs> you're so mad. That's like punching COVID in the air. <laughs> punching the particles. No. Now that's what we need. Who's a boxer? Who's like a famous boxer right now? Right now, I don't yeah, know. we need a commercial for the vaccine where famous boxer <laughs> goes out and punches COVID in the face. Wait, so as like sh- get your vaccine. Okay, we've got to pivot because I have to ask this year: Are you wearing a full-on winter coat in your home? Because it looks like you are wearing a shearling-lined winter coat. I mean, kind of. It's like, <laughs> it's like a it's a house coat. It's it's oh, like it's very cotton. It looks I very wear thick. It outside, but yeah, okay. I'm always, I'm always cold. Okay, and it is like chilly in the house. Okay, okay. I just like noticed when you when you were shaking the air, and I was like, "Is this go all the way down? Is this a full thick ass coat?" Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's waist length. Okay, <laughs> uh-huh. go all the way down. Okay, all right. I was I was very impressed. Um. Why don't we take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll answer some more of your advice questions. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Can we take a minute and talk about skims? Now, you know I'm a recent skims convert, having tried their underwear in the last few months, and I am now living lifted, supported, changed. So I decided to keep trying new stuff. And let me tell you, Skims Basics and Foundations are where it's at. Yes, I recently got the Soft Smoothing Seamless t-shirt. And y'all, it is so comfortable. It's been the perfect layer for me. I'm rocking it under a cardigan or a sweater when I want to keep it fitted and fabulous and not look all bulky. I mean, y'all know I'm back to work. Hashtag blessings. And I'm definitely that girl who is always cold in the office. Okay, I need my layers, but I'm still trying to look put together. And the Soft Smoothing Seamless shirt is helping me get it right. And I also got the boyfriend t-shirt in Heather Gray, and it is so friggin' soft and comfortable, and it's giving casual but intentional when I wear it with a pair of jeans. I'm feeling very good at it. So if you want to give these and other basics a try, shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small through 4X. Thank you for the range, Skims. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's skims.com. Go check out everything they've got and the new t-shirt shop. 
Hey, y'all, wanted to pop in real quick and let you know that if you like what you hear and you want to support the show, there are a couple different ways. Most of our support comes from our wonderful Patreon community. For $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes of just us mostly spilling the tea mm-hmm. and occasionally searching for crazy bread in Los Angeles, plus lots of other bonus content. We love our page pals, and we couldn't do this without you. And if you want to join, go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. We also have merch, which includes Gotta Miss a Bitch and Jubu t-shirts, yeah. which you can find in the link tree in our Twitter or Insta bios. And for absolutely zero dollars, you can rate and review the show on Apple. Five stars, please. It'll only take 10 seconds and it helps us tremendously. Okay, that's it. We love you deeply. Now back to the show. And we're back, honey, with Sashir Zameda here to handle your scandal. Sashir, freshly shaved head, but really thick coat, all right? <laughs> She's pivoted. She's you know, I lost a lot of heat out of my hair. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> my hair was keeping me warmer than I thought. You know, you never think about it. You never think about it. Uh, all right. Uh, this one, so I did a little uh, uh, noise reduction on this, so hopefully we can hear it. Okay. Here we go. Hi, Annie and Naomi. Um, I love your guys' show. <laughs> Been listening to it from the pretty near the start. Um, but this is the first time I've um, written or called in for advice. I'm going to re- uh, ask to remain anonymous because it's kind of a unique situation. So I am currently in the process of trying to get over an ex. He was my first um, big love, my first serious boyfriend. Um, we were together kind of through the start of the pandemic, um, and broke up in January, September now. Um, and he asked me to be friends. I I tried to stay friends with him. It was still really hard, um, because being in with him just made me want to get back together. Um, and I found out during that period of trying to be friends, you know, text him, and be there for him emotionally when he was asking for that emotional support. I found out that he was dating my next-door neighbor and moved into an apartment building that I've always wanted to live in for years and years, and he is dating the person that lives next door to me. Hmm. Um, and I am so terrified to go out in the hall and just, feel so uncomfortable in my own place that, like, I'm too stubborn to move. I don't want to have to move. Um, and I recently um, finally laid down the boundary that everyone was telling me to, which was to tell him that I, I couldn't be his friend because it was just really hard for me. And he was fairly nice. Um, but it just kind of set me down this spiral where I'm just, feel like I'm back to square one and getting over him. And it's it's just so stressful because I can't get away from reminders of him every time I walk past her door or see her car and she's like a wonderful person. It's not about her, it's just about the reminders of him. Um and it feels like both at the common like the most annoying thing that ever happened to me. So if you have any advice on um, just how to how to move past someone when they're right there in your face all the fucking time. Um, I would really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Bye. Oh. Move. <laughs> you, say, you say move. 
I, w- I think I would move. She fucking likes her apartment, though. She said she really wanted to be living there in that building. Yeah. I know. I know. Is there another apartment in that building? <laughs> that's up? true. If we can see something opening up. Yeah. That's not near her door. On a different floor. Different yeah. floor, maybe. Different side of the building. Because I know that feeling. Like, as soon as she says, she's like, I don't want to go in the hallway. It's like, that's the kind of shit that'll fuck you up. When you're like, God yeah. damn it, I got to go get the laundry. And I think I hear his car. You know what I mean? Like, God, whatever it yeah. is. And it's like, you know, that that really does impact your quality of life. When you're afraid to just, like, fucking walk around your own, your own building. Um, yeah. But when you said, like, how to get over somebody when there are reminders of them everywhere... Because I will say, I'm trying to think, actually. I don't know if I really, like, date. Like, I'm thinking of, like, the UCB comedy scene for all of us, where it's like, if you made out with somebody there, hooked up with somebody there, but then you still were part of the community. Because I remember early on, I was like, I'm not going to hook up with, I hooked up with, like, one stand-up comedian. And then I was like, don't do this. Because then it was like, oh, I can't go to Greenwich Village Comedy Club because he might be there. And I was like, no. That's the best comedy club you could ever be at. (laughs) But my, be a loss. But my thing was, I was like, oh, it's all, I'm already like nervous and scared to pursue this thing. I don't need any other obstacles in my way. Mm-hmm. So no comedian, no like stand-ups. So yeah. I can just do what I'm doing. Um, but, I wish I did that. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many times I walked into UCB and I was like, well, we're all here. Gang's all here. <laughs> we got someone at the door. We got someone on stage. We got people in the audience. Well... <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, uh. but I think it, I mean like that's a that was d- probably more closest to like a college um, yeah environment where people were like yeah well whatever <laughs> right we all know each other it's yeah. fine I'll see you at McManus yeah um, we'll do on. a massage circle at McManus you're obsessed with massage circles but like you know when you would have to see somebody would you like. How long did it take before you stopped, like, having feelings? Whether that's even, like, I like you or I hate you. Like, the moment you could kind of interact with that somebody. nervous anxiety. Yeah, the nervous energy. The, I'm like, how long, how, did, how long did that take in terms of, like, weeks, months? Where were you at? I think it depends on the person. I know. And, like, I what, know. yeah, the intensity of the interaction. Um, I think there was, like, a guy who it took, I think, months. Yeah. To... Mm. Like, where I didn't feel like I had needed to leave, like, turn around and leave without, if I saw them. Were you doing that, though? Were you, like, if I did you... did do it a couple you times. You were leaving? Yeah. Okay, okay. You, yeah, you were just, like, extricate myself from the situation immediately. Yeah, and not even, yeah. like, like, we would, like, anything bad would happen if we talked, but I was just, like, yeah. I just would rather yep. not be here. Yep. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to think. I had the biggest crush on somebody at UCB. And then, and nothing ever happens. Mm-hmm. So it's not you, honey. <laughs> and, um, and I mean, it was like long. And then I remember, I was like, I think he knows I have a crush. He like isn't feeling it. And then it was like, I was embarrassed. It was like weird. And I will say it took maybe, like I would never approach him. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of like trying to make something happen. But it did take a while for me to like stop having any kind of reaction to him internally mm-hmm. if that makes any sense me being like okay yeah. i don't care i don't know where he is in this room i'm not wondering if he's looking at me you know all that kind of shit yeah yeah um was it jason manzoukas <laughs> yeah it was jason manzoukas i said give me that beard 
Um, but <laughs> staring at my face. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what? I don't know. Give me that. He's very really attractive. What are you saying? But I was also yeah. like, you know. But also, I can tell. You know, like we see people where you're like, you cute, but there's a reason you ain't married. You got some walls. You got some issues. I ain't even go get involved. You know, you got walls. You got issues. I can tell. I can tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't want you to move, but I do support. Yeah, is there a way? Is there another place in your building? Um. I really don't like this guy. I know that's it is fucked up. The neighbor fucked up. How did he? How did? How did he get to know the neighbor? Probably through the girl. Probably through his ex. Honey, you're right. Hung out during the pandemic together. You're right. Bringing bringing supplies to each other across the hall. Yeah, being like we're in a pod. Yeah. Oh, so sure you're right. I didn't even put that together. For some reason, I was imagining they were all living like a Melrose Place kind of lifestyle. <laughs> it's just like a complex where they all live in like hook up. I just like slash this dude's tires until he gets the <laughs> until he gets the picture and stops yeah. coming around. He's not. I also can't believe he had the audacity to ask you to be his friend. That's not what friends do. He's exactly. not. He's not your friend. He's exactly. Being a good friend. Right, right. He wants your emotional support. Mm-hmm. He needs training wheels. He's like, will you take care of me without me having to take care of you in any way? Totally. Ugh. He's the worst. Yeah, he pretty he, he sucks. Also, so I need you to delete his number. I need you to mute him on all socials. Yeah. I don't have to say block is dramatic because then he'll know you blocked him. But just mute him. Just mute him. And here's a question for the for the for the group for you guys. Mm-hmm. Is there any value you think? And saying to the neighbor, I don't know. Even what, I was like, "Is there a value?" No, to talk to it's the not na- her fault. It's not the neighbor's fault. What do you mean? What were you sorry? What were you well, say? this is the thing. I'm not sure. I'm like, is it because I'm like, well, what are you really asking her to do? Because I'm. It's not like break up with him, but I mean, like, can you? And yeah, I was gonna be like, can you let me know when he's around so I can avoid yeah. you like the plague? Well, but I, was I was like, no, suggest that why help. you put one of those like ring camera things in so you can know when he's around. But that's gonna make her even more obsessed. Yeah, she's got to shake it all. What do you mean? Anytime someone passes, are you like, is it him? Is it him? Is it him? (laughs) What do you mean it's going to make her more upset? Is she going to sit there and just watch the security footage all the time? Yes, yes, you can do that. (laughs) I know. I just we're in a pandemic. Yeah. What else is there to do besides shave your head and watch the ring camera? (laughs) I mean, that's literally what I'm doing. Who's in my garage? Who's over there? (laughs) What's that noise outside? Like she's got one of those. (laughs) Are they having fun? Surveillance rooms, like in that uh, movie Sliver. Yes, where you like open it, it's just like all these, uh, all these screens. Is it Stephen Baldwin? Who is it? (laughs) What is he doing? What is he doing? One of the lesser Baldwins. Um, and I we say this a lot too when people are talking about breakups. It's like. Keep yourself as busy as possible with distractions. You just mm-hmm. want to like get up and make yourself do stuff. And at first you might be like, but I'm only doing this to not think about him, which is me thinking about him. But after a while, it will stop being that and it'll just be you not thinking about him. Yeah. But you got to fill up your days, get some activities, stay away from the apartment if you can. Again, mm-hmm. I know we don't want the Amari on, but you got to like... See if you can go out to the park, honey, take a walk, hang out with your Vax friend, you know, outside. Like, whatever you can do to just, like, get away from the stuff that reminds you of him. And right now what's annoying is that your fucking apartment reminds you of him. Because he's stupid. He's the worst. He's the worst. What a terrible idea. He thought that was going to be fine. Oh, yeah, I'll just date her neighbor. What the fuck? He sucks. Yeah, yeah. I also would be like, if you're going to date a neighbor, which you shouldn't, you should never go back to that apartment. You should be like, come meet me at my you house. You come to me, yes. Yep. Well, yep. maybe, yeah. look, this is, I, I don't know, this might be a little too much, but what if she said, asked him, like, 
hey, I don't want you coming around. Like, <laughs> this is, I know she this can't. is again, this is too much. I know, she but can. I'm just saying it out loud to say. It. I know, I know. What if she said something to him like, "Hey, I don't really appreciate what you did, and I really wish that she would go to your place instead of you coming here because you're making." Because of uh, your choices, you're making this. I don't want to see you. I don't want to see you. Don't even try to be nice. I don't want to see your damn face. But I'm also like, you don't want, I don't even want to give him that much power. I don't want him to know he has that much power mm-hmm. over her thoughts. But also like. I know. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, it's definitely like him dating the neighbor. It also feels like not just thoughtful, thoughtless, but like almost actively like, I want to bother you. Like, I want to stay in your orbit. Yeah, I want to be like in your you. face. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you can't control who you like and all this kind of stuff, but you could certainly, you know, not show up at your ex's next door neighbor house on a Friday yeah. night. There's so dude's, many people. There's <laughs> so many yeah. people today. This dude's a psycho. And <laughs> I think you got to yeah. read uh, our second book. Right. Psychos come in all shapes and sizes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah definitely fill your time and energy with people who love you and appreciate you this man does not man, I guess he's your neighbor worst. doesn't either like I think maybe just <laughs> yeah. yeah maybe, maybe steal her mail but also I bet that you <laughs> steal her mail yeah, don't do that oh my don't god do that. but I wonder too especially with the guy right you know the neighbor don't know the whole story you know whatever yeah, he's true. told her you know what yeah, I mean yeah. is not it Truly, and yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. We're like friends. Him. It ended amicably. She said she's fine with this. Exactly. We text. We're cool. And you're just like, yeah. You are terrible. You're a manipulator. And I wish you the worst. Yes. That's what I say to him. All right. That's what I say to him. If you need to play this clip for him, you're trash. You're a manipulator. I yeah. wish you the worst. What if you played this whole section of the, the podcast on repeat? What if you stood in front of her apartment, like <laughs> say, anything? say anything, uh-huh. holding a boombox, just <laughs> playing this part of the podcast for them? Yeah. yeah. That's good. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. And I'll also say, don't beat yourself up if you if you are having a hard time forgetting this guy. It's I think it's just like it. Your thoughts have to run its course, which really sucks. Yeah. There's no quick, easy way to get rid of them or make or like push them to the side and fill your head with something else. Like yeah. you're gonna keep thinking about this person, and that really sucks. But it it just has to run its course. Yeah. And and don't feel bad. Don't feel like you're weak or like bad or stupid for like still liking this person, still yes. having feelings for this person. Yes. That's natural. And and you had feelings for this person. They consumed your time for the whole pandemic. My God. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is a close bond. Um, yeah. So it's natural to still feel some kind of way about this person. But I, I would say don't don't be down on yourself if it's hard. It's just going to be hard. That's true. That's true. That's very good to point out. It's very true. And especially because we are still in this part of the pandemic. Like, we're still in this part where it's we're like, still, we're still in the pandemic. I know, but that feeling like, ended. I know. It's like we, we don't get to kind of just go out again and be like, I let's know. go to the bar and meet new people and like, let me hook yeah. up with a rando. And, you know, it's like, you know, the things you might have done in the past to help you shake it off, you can't do or you yeah. can't do as often. So, yeah. You're doing okay. You're doing okay. You're doing better than you think. And go to a, find another unit in that building. Go to one of those raves in the woods where yeah. you have your. Where you, you <laughs> oh, have everyone silent, has their silent discos. Yeah, yeah silent headphones. discos. Go to one of those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so sure, do you have time for one more? I do. All right, great. 
uh, this one I picked specifically uh, because uh, we all lived in NYC, or some of us are from NYC. Ooh. Hello. Uh, this is O. I'm trying. This is my third try. I feel like my last two messages were a little incoherent, so here we go again. Um, my question is about how to meet people in New York. I'm 26. Oh, my friend group. I'm a 26-year-old that lives in Harlem. I live in Hamilton Heights. May I, may I apologize? I'm currently gentrifying uh, your neighborhood of birth. Um, and uh, I kind of, online dating has been difficult because it just like, I, I don't know what vibe I'm putting out there, but everyone I'm meeting lives in Brooklyn and I'm not really interested. <laughs> no Tino shade. I know you, you, you two are in love, but I'm not really interested in dating someone that lives so far away. And uh, <laughs> so online dating has just been a bust a little bit because I'm lazy and I don't like to travel. But um, yeah, my friend group is like a little older than me and uh, they don't really take me seriously when I go, when I'm like, I'm in a low grade panic um, trying to meet someone and currently study, uh, studying for the LSAT, going to law school next year, hopefully, fingers crossed. And just kind of like I'm doing all these things and trying to also fit in a dating life because, uh, yeah, that's just like I'm a young person and that's important to me. But everyone is like, oh, my God, you're so young. You have so much time. And I know that's true, but I also know that I'm not really uh, – I know what I want for myself and I know that I'm like not really putting myself out there in the right way. I don't know where to go. So, yeah, my question is, how do you meet people in in New York not through social media? Because I don't have any. And, um, okay, the compliments. Naomi, I love you. Andy, I also love you because I'm a fellow philosophy, uh, student of philosophy. Thank you for chasing your dream. You did amazing. Naomi, like, take all my money. Um, Why aren't you more famous? I want to get people on the phone and yell at them. They need to give you many TV shows. Okay, please do a podcast with Natasha uh, Najera and Moshe Kasher and the Huntington podcast as soon as you would break the internet. And lastly, um, no, I never want to stop hearing about your pets. Love you guys so much. <laughs> Okay, love her. Anyone who says I never want to stop hearing about your pets, I'm like, you're in luck, baby. Because <laughs> we will never shut the fuck up. We'll never stop. Um, oh my god. Also, I love that you're becoming a doctor because you told me to take all your. I mean, a lawyer because you said take all your money. So I know there's gonna be some. By so, the way, there is. I'll, t- I'll take it. She does need to find someone before she goes to law school because the minute she goes to law school, all she's gonna meet is horrible people. <laughs> The minute she's off on that, not off. I know, I know, but I know you mean. There might be some, you know, know public interest lawyers uh, that (laughs) that uh, are good people. Yeah. Um, Wow. Uh, So, how did you guys meet people in New York? That we fucking did comedy. We did comedy. Yeah, it's like that was the only way. You met people. Like, I mean, that was the social thing. There's only so many hours in the day. And so it's like, you can't have like 90 different activities. Okay. You can't have all these extracurriculars. And I think the older you get, you have like one thing you do. Mm -hmm. And then that is about it. Now, I will say this, because I fully understand what you're saying where you're like, you say you want to meet somebody and your friends are always like, you're young, you're young. You know, it's like, that's not the point. I still want to meet somebody. 
So I get that. You're not, so you're not crazy. And even though it's frustrating, they're like, relax. It's also like, I get it. You want to, you want to know what's out there. You want to, you want to do your thing. Now, first of all, you know, I relate to not wanting to date anyone in Brooklyn (laughs) when you're living in Harlem. Okay. Andy, I mean, we, we've been together 12 years. I said, if I'm going to do this, it's going to be the one. Okay. Cause I ain't, I ain't going to Greenpoint, but just no side piece. So I understand. And I made him move to Harlem as soon as we moved in together. I understand. Um, I looked at one place in Greenpoint and we had been priced out already by that. By that time, Williamsburg had flooded into Greenpoint. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, Naomi's right. I guess we're going to Harlem. <laughs> and we almost got priced out of Harlem. Yeah, that's true. Good mm-hmm. Lord. What a terrible time. Um, to find at a place because you and I didn't have money. Um, anyway, um, I think how do you go about meeting people not on social media? The question, okay, so you have some of your friends, you're talking about these people you hang out with. Um, do you take like an LSAT prep course? Are there any people you've met through that who seem fun? Take the teacher. No, but like people have like parties and hangs and get togethers. Like I remember the way I would meet somebody, people was like, if a friend of mine was having a party and I would go there and it would be like, you know, her roommate's friend's brother or so-and-so from his job. It's like, that's how I meet people who aren't comedy people by going out. And I know that's a little harder to do right now, given the pandemic of it all. But, you know, I mean, especially in New York, my friend, um, my good friend uh, was saying that uh, everyone she knows has COVID in New York. Yeah, yeah. So it's really bad no one's right going. Now. No one's going out anywhere. Yeah. Um, but are there are there outdoor? Now I know that there's heated sheds. There are heated sheds where you can go to get food. A heated <laughs> shed sounds like a, a punishment. <laughs> <laughs> go to the shed. Go to the hot shed. This is the the word Zoe used, the heated shed for restaurants. So there are some places you go outside. Oh, my God. That's not appetizing, the heated shed. I want everyone to know this is the first thing I'm doing in the day. I'm recording this because I feel like over the last hour, my advice has been insane. (laughs) Some of it jokingly. But some some of the actual advice I've given, I think you could classify as insane advice. And I want everyone to know that this is the first thing I'm doing in the day. The first real thing. So these are your purest thoughts. Well, That's what I say. The oh, no, purest, no. first thought, best thought. Yeah, exactly. I guess I haven't, I haven't built up the armor to. <laughs> exactly, to yeah. think it through. <laughs> you haven't built up the armor to think it through. Um, well, so- if it's... Um, is it so bad to meet in Manhattan if you're meeting people in Brooklyn? Can you, can they meet you halfway, and then you don't have to travel all the way to Brooklyn to West Fourth? Well, that's true. That's West true. Fourth. Okay, if you're living, if you're on one, if you're by the 145th Street, honey, you better be going to West Fourth. I'm meeting people at West Fourth. If you're on the two three, you're meeting them at 14th, so that it's mm-hmm. only like a 20 minute train ride. And yeah, y'all have and split the they're doing the it too. So it's like they're they're also making the journey. It's not like you by yourself trekking a long time they're meeting you in the middle that's true what if you wander around washington square park looking for (laughs) someone who you find attractive like a juggler or (laughs) or a juggalo (laughs) what are your options a juggalo a magician yeah a a bucket drummer (laughs) whatever you can find also um but given everything we've said right like the cocoa of it all the weather Maybe this is LSAT time. 
mm-hmm. whether you want it to be or not. And then when you're on the other side of this, you go back out looking. Because what I think I gather is like, you just want some fun and something to do, right? Because you're like, I'm working, LSAT. Like, I want to be dating. Maybe it's not dating right now. Maybe it's something else. Mm-hmm. What are some other things? And they always say it's when you're not looking that somebody comes along. Yeah. So it's like hanging out with your friends, being around people who, who get you, people who refill your well, as they say. You know, and then, you know, you're going to be sitting there and then somebody cute going to walk by. You're going to be like, well, hello, nurse. <laughs> and then, yeah, Andy, I said that for you. Well, it was insane. Hello, oh, nurse. And, so, and then it's like, you know, and then something can happen. But I think, mm-hmm. you know, not only do you have meet people in the middle, also, if you were doing online stuff, you just got to set your parameters. Manhattan only. I only yeah. want to meet people on the island. That's mm-hmm. fine. Manhattan's yeah. huge. How many people yeah. live there? Eight million? Maybe You'll find that. somebody On cute. On Manhattan itself or in New York? All, I said Manhattan itself. I, could have made, I just said Manhattan. I could be, that's, I'm very wrong when I said eight million. But the point is you could find at least two cute people yeah. that you like that are trash. But I'm also interested in this like idea that she's putting out a vibe that yeah. attracts Brooklynites. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what am I putting out there that people from Brooklyn keep responding to me? <laughs> Which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. I mean, maybe. Also, like, you're attracted to, to them as well. I'd, I'd right. say don't rule out Brooklyn. <laughs> and maybe because I lived there the whole time I was in New York. <laughs> well, did you date anybody who lived uptown? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> i also nicole lived in harlem the whole time i never saw her place really greenpoint maybe once or twice yeah i never saw her place wait where would y'all meet up then in manhattan in chelsea you would just like meet up downtown and hang out outside out in the world i mean okay in the world yeah that's wild yeah see each other you know, in in rehearsal on yeah. stage. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Say bye bye and then <laughs> go to separate homes. <laughs> Honestly, that is New York living, right? I'm trying. I'm like in my head, and I'm like, oh wait, I mostly hung out with friends at places in New yeah. York, right? It's only in Los Angeles that I go to someone's house, right, mm-hmm. right, right, or right, apartment or whatever. We yeah. would have people at our place from time to time, but that's because we had space. Because yeah. didn't we briefly do like a ladies' writing thing? Were you in that? Yeah. Was I? It was like, were you there and Bethany and maybe Julia? Yeah. Am I making that up? Okay, then I don't know, honey. Somebody was at my house. And it was was like a weekly, like, writing, you know, thing. In Harlem? I I was not there. (laughs) That's true. That's accurate. I can count on one hand how many times I've been to Harlem. Harlem is perfect. I don't like you gentrifying it, but also I really like that you're sticking to your guns about not wanting to meet anyone in Brooklyn. Wait, wait. I have I have actual advice. So this is the thing that I miss about New York maybe the most. Uh, no. The most is getting food past 8.30 p.m., <laughs> which really? I, you can't do in Los Angeles. Uh, yeah. It's all early bird specials or nothing. Or I guess you have to cook for yourself. Ugh. Sick. <laughs> so, so uh, that's number one. Number two, reading on the train. I really had to like force myself to read here in Los Angeles. But on the train, I, it would be like a good if I was going. 
uh, from Greenpoint to Harlem. That's a good hour, 45 minutes to an hour you have for, to yourself. Try dating some Brooklynites and do your LSAT prep on the train. Okay, we love this. Okay, utilizing that commute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That way, if the person's a drip, even if that is, you got an hour and, and then an hour back studying time done. That's true. Okay, yeah, multitask. Okay, multitasking, and that way, yeah, you've gotten something done. Two hours of logic problems. Fun! God, I, I hated the LSATs. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot you took those. They really, I really hated them. It's like, it's, a, it's like a lot of logic, if I remember correctly, a lot of, like, they give you, like, the rules, like, Joe will only give a sandwich to Janet. Uh, Janet will only take a sandwich from uh, Gregory. And then you have to figure out who gave sandwiches to who or whatever. It's like a lot of like, <laughs> really? That's what it, that's, those are the questions? If I remember correctly, that, like, not that. That was. That's terrible. That's a. What does that have to do with the law? Well, it's Truly. about logic. Can you understand logic? A lot of it was like, oh. like trying to parse because that's what it is. I mean, supposedly. I mean, really what the law is, is just like. Well, maybe someone... everyone should be taking the LSAT. <laughs> <laughs> really just, someone... just, just test their basic logic. <laughs> basic logic skills yeah. would be good. Well, but okay. then you find out the law is actually just powerful people just telling you what to do. Mm. <laughs> but then, but also that is just funny because she, she also said she was a philosophy student. So I'm assuming she was like philosophy undergrad and then law school, which was the same thing you did. Like, well, no, not it's the same school. thing I did until I had a panic attack and then I'm like, I can't go to law school. This fucking sucks. But it seems like philosophy and law because it is what just like arguments is that why philosophy goes into law a lot no what happened was basically like when academia became corporatized every humanities had to like justify themselves like uh no 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 uh, it's not just uh we're not just like making the world better and making smarter and more interesting people also uh you can use us like philosophy was like uh had to rebrand like yeah you can use us as a pre-law program yeah 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 because uh, uh uh we do arguments too right <laughs> it, like real sweaty like you know the like chair of the department just like wiping the flop sweat off their foreheads just like uh, uh and so a like a lot of philosophy departments rebranded themselves as mm -hmm. pre-law programs. And so that's how that flowed together. But I don't think it really is a, pre a precursor to it. But it's a lot of arguing about what things are. We don't have to talk about this right now with Sashir. She's freezing. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Let me go so I can turn my heat on. Just got to turn her heat and put on a blanket. Um, also, also for the listeners, Sashir is sitting in a beautiful wicker chair. With a really high back. It looks very regal. And it looks like, does it have very high arms? It does, yeah. It does. Like, That's like yeah. hip. Is that one of your thrift it's, store finds? Yeah, I actually got it from um, an estate sale from like a prop warehouse. Whoa. Yeah. we. <laughs> there's two of them. And a really big fight occurred when I brought them to the house. Because <laughs> it was like, why these now? <laughs> it's just, I, I love chairs. Uh. So much. We have so many. And <laughs> we have so many. <laughs> we have so many. And I bought these, and they definitely fit in the house, but some rearranging needed to happen. Mm -hmm. And I had a suggestion to move a dresser that belongs to my man <laughs> out of our bedroom. <laughs> and he thought it represented me pushing him out <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. of like my priorities it was a whole thing oh we are good now because <laughs> yeah. you know what i imagine when you said there were two i imagine you and kenny sitting across from each other playing chess 
<laughs> Those seem like chess chairs to me. <laughs> they are. They do seem like chess chairs. They're so um, funny. No, they're really. I have a lot of decoration chairs. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting in these, but this will go right back over to the corner of the room where probably no one will sit in it for a long time. So you well, because I remember like. Again, through Marco Polo, seeing your previous apartment where it was like wicker hanging. So she's giving us very like late nineties African energy. Yes, just like real, just kind of natural and a lot of braided pieces, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you find out about a prop estate sale? Look, I know this is no longer what the podcast is, but I'm just very <laughs> curious as to how you even find out a prop warehouse is having an estate sale. Yeah, well, there's estatesales.net. Wow, okay, dot net. I signed up for their mailing list, and they'll let me know, like, every weekend, hey, there's estate sales happening in these areas. And that was the first prop warehouse one that I've seen. It was very cool. It was, like, furniture and, like, paintings and, like, knickknacks and things like that that you could actually use in your home. Doesn't this look like this chair could have been maybe, like, um from the set of Buffy or something. You know, I'm trying to think Ooh. it's a prop, but from what show? Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's the question. Yeah, I could see like Angel sitting in that. But maybe it was like painted. You know what I mean? Something a little darker or... Mr. Yeah. Trick we could sitting be do- in there talking to the mayor. But Or we could also have like a Queen Sugar flashback mm, mm, before yes. time. <laughs> Queen that- Sugar flashback. I love this. I just... I yeah, know I never thought about where where this was used. That's so I decadent. This. I mean, luckily we're going to be posting a picture so that they know the chair that <laughs> so we're they spending know what, what's going on. 20 yeah. minutes talking about because I'm obsessed. Um, <laughs> so Shir, I believe that brings us to the end of our episode. Once wait, wait, one last wait, thing. One wait. last thing. Uh, a sports league outside. Oh, when, a way to meet get, people? When the, when the weather gets better. Some kind of outside sports league. Nobody want to be playing outside. <laughs> 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 she trying to go to law school. She trying to play outside. Um... Yeah. <laughs> But I do understand that impulse, and that was a very nice idea. Now, these questions are so hard when it's the pandemic. It's just like the things I would have done was like go to a bar. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wait, did you meet people at a bar, though? Would you actually like. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. How? Did you strike up the conversation, or did they? Sometimes. Yeah. Depends. Yeah. If you're getting a drink, or if there's music and you're dancing, um, and you find other people who are dancing really fun, and you're like, hey, let's combine groups. And then you're talking. (laughs) Yeah, I also think the waiting for the drink, right? Because it's always like, oh my god, it's taking forever. Or be like, Mm -hmm. oh, are you next? Oh no, no, you're next. And then you just start talking, and then it's like, oh brother. And then one person is they finally get the bartender's attention. It's like, what do you want? Like, I'll order. I'll like put your order in. And then next thing you know, friendships. Wow. Yeah. It was much easier back in the day. Oh god, much easier in the before times. In the before, it was also easier when I was young and had hope. Right. Right. I'm just so sorry. I'm imagining myself at a bar and like turning to someone being like, uh, so uh, what do you think of Alf? (laughs) No way. (laughs) No, that never happened. But it could have. This year it could have with him, okay? He could have done such a thing. Don't you think it was rude that Alf tried to keep eating their cat? And if they have a response, that's the one. That's (laughs) true, actually. (laughs) That is a test. That is a litmus test. Yeah, that's, I mean, Naomi answered all my ALF questions, and that's how I knew. I was also going to say, actually, if that was the criteria, I certainly wouldn't have been the one. I would have been like, I've seen ALF, but what? I'd be like, are you, are you? Are you okay? Yeah, you're okay. Like, are you, do you know where you are right now? Like, does somebody bring you here against your will? (laughs) 
<laughs> oh god um all right now i will say Sashir, it was a dang delight having you on the pod. Yeah, Thank I, you. It was a delight doing it. I, I had a blast. This they, was, you know, there's not a lot I can do or <laughs> many people I can see now that I have COVID. So this is a real treat, honestly. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that you're okay, though, and that yeah. we could see you. And I'll be poloing you then every hour on the hour Please. now that I know you're around. Very around. <laughs> I hope you feel better. Yeah. Thank you. Get well. And you guys, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.